Good evening, and welcome to Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have on Sean O'Reilly from... From, I'm, I'm sorry, from Germany, yeah. From Germany? <laughs> yeah. Where, where Irish is from. Um, so, so, Sean, we were just talking about this in the beginning before we started the show. You're an Irish named band from Germany, but you're not officially Irish. Yeah. Have you got any slack yet from anybody? Like for doing it, naming it that way? Have you got any of a hard time? Uh, no, not that much. You know, of course, uh, uh, on, on our YouTube page, we have a lot of comments, which is in general good. But of course, there are some uh, people calling us plastic patties or something, um, because I, I understand that because we're, you know, taking this culture. Um, but it was not like uh, we didn't want to take anything from anybody. We just mm -hmm. loved the, the, the music, the culture, the, the names, the myth, mystic um, history of the country and everything. And we actually went there um, after we founded our um, first, it was a duo. And we actually went there and hitchhiked and went around the, the island of Ireland. And um, yeah, we just, you know, we loved to... Uh, produce this this irish sound and uh, having this irish artist name made it for us more real and uh, felt right to that time and you know i most of the people uh, don't don't uh, feel bothered by it and uh, i think like 99% don't have a problem with it i was just surprised yeah but but it threw but, me but off I, being from germany and i'm like germany and ireland this is a strong irish band from germany yeah, but I'm glad that you that it, it took you by surprise because um, I'm. I think that's a compliment that our uh, lyrics, our, our our you know spelling um, mm -hmm. and our pro pronunciation is uh, okayish, you know, uh, and it's not too German. Um, but yeah, most of the people, even Germans, uh, when we play in Germany and uh, German people come to the stage afterwards or to the merchandising and say man you 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 speak german what, what's wrong with you and they learn it on the on the concert so i think it's okay yeah that's good i'm not making a judgment i'm just i was just surprised and it's yeah yeah it, it fooled me because of some of your your videos so 2016 you should do everybody should be named o'reilly in a band like the ramones you should all get the same last name like all the ramones that's yeah. what you do <laughs> <laughs> maybe we change it yeah yeah just all the o'reilly's um, your first album came out in 2016, but you guys were playing for a few years, more of a duo, and then you evolved, right? Yeah, right. Uh, the original duo is that actually your brother, or is it? No, it's uh, yeah, you know the. Uh, I'm, Are I'm you a hologram? Are you real? <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole illusion. No, uh, that's that's part of the story we were like uh, inventing. And um, mm -hmm. as I as I just uh, told you b before the recording started, uh, we we went on uh, vacation together because we were friends, and uh, we we uh, I think we were eighteen, and we went on a northern German island. And there we, um, because they have a, have a strong accent there, and uh, we love that because um, I was born on a German island and we, um, yeah, we just love the accent there. We love the mentality and the, the culture in this northern part of Germany. And so we didn't want to feel too much like tourists there. there. So we, uh, you know, we role played ourselves into that culture. And on that vacation, we learned, uh, we went to an Irish pub, we learned Irish folk music from, from uh, my friend, he, uh, Dwight O'Reilly, my, my brother, so to say, mm -hmm. he had an uh, MP3 player uh, with Irish music on it, flogging Molly and stuff. 
and we just fell in love with that kind of music and then because we were in that role play mode uh, as 18 year old uh, you know beer drinking guys we thought okay let's do an irish band uh, let's uh, check out what what we can do there because we love that kind of music uh, apparently and let's have irish names and then uh, we we thought okay let's do it let's let's be brothers uh, and let's name ourselves Sean and Dwight O'Reilly and yeah from that on everything evolved because First, we were a duo. Afterwards, um, more people joined the band. And we thought, hey, uh, uh, you should have an Irish name too. And then Patty and Emily O'Farrell and people joined the band. You know, from, from the standpoint, uh, from, from the perspective uh, nowadays, I'm not sure if I would do it again that way. But it's, you know, it, it was just fun and uh, felt right for that time. And yeah, so uh, here we are. And the band's called the O'Reilly's and the Paddyettes. So it's... Yeah, it's it's somehow plastic patty stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know being an American, so I'm just, just I'm more looking on outside. Yeah, nowadays in society, everybody is upset over certain cultural changes of people they're taking it. So, you, yeah, probably in hindsight, it would have been a little different. But you guys have been established for a long time, so it's not a surprise. You're probably not even drinking German beer. What do you have? Uh, Irish beer. You're probably having like German tea or something. Right? Yeah, it's it's tea. Yeah, tea from a German honeybee and. <laughs> Yeah, it's, Irish, it's right? biological herbal tea. Yeah, I'm just harassing you. Um, it still doesn't change. You guys, you guys really just kill it. You guys are a great band. Um, the videos, high quality, great concepts from the very beginning. I don't, I don't think I've seen any of your videos that are just like lame. You know, it's it's insane. Is that from the beginning? Was that what a concept? Do you have somebody that does video? I mean, it feels like out of the start gate, you guys had everything kind of like locked in. Uh, first of all, thanks uh, for, for, for saying that. And uh, I myself uh, am, you know, part-time in the band uh, and part-time filmmaker and um, make a living out of it. So um, I, from the beginning, had a strong interest to, to make good videos. And I was, I'm, I am, you know, if it weren't for the band, I wouldn't do uh, uh, videos and produce uh, videos for mm -hmm. a living because um, I, I learned... Uh, um, how to produce videos by, you know, being forced to produce music videos for the band as um, it wouldn't would have been too expensive. And uh, I know from for the Barrels of Whiskey um, shoot, which was our first uh, real music video, um, we asked companies and they said, yeah, you need at least 10,000 uh, euro for for such a story you, you, you yeah. propose. And uh, yeah, uh, that was probably probably right, but uh, we hadn't uh, such an amount of money to that time. Yeah. And so we thought, okay, let's do it ourselves. And yeah, uh, I studied music and media and had, uh, I just love uh, filming. And, and so we uh, produced the story. We always thought, okay, let's have a strong uh, narrative because there are lots of music videos out there just performing, performing, performing. And we love right. to have, have a story and, you know, um, speaking of having those uh, artist names and everything, I think it's good to have a whole story and to have um, have people uh, dive into a, into a world, mm -hmm. and um, you know, all our, our lyrics and the music is um, comes from from our hearts. It's not you know, it's uh, our names may be fake, but the music uh, is authentic and comes from the heart and all the stories and everything. Um, right. So. This is uh, not fake at all, you know. Well, yeah, you're you're a complete concept. The whole the whole band, you know, a full package. Yeah. The you play the low whistle, 
which is a really pretty instrument. Did you play that prior to this or did you learn it recently when you started the band? Was that something you learned to? Uh, I, I I don't know the English word for it, but I, I yeah no, uh, uh, I played the recorder because it is, yeah yeah recorder is, is the name for it um, you know in in elementary school every nearly every yeah. German student has I don't know is it the same in America it's pretty much the same it's the same really and that's the first thing I thought of I was going to ask you I was going to bust on you like because with the recorder I feel like it's like the next step sort of yeah nicer but nicer sounding. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, we were forced, somehow forced to play the recorder in elementary school. And uh, when I saw like uh, Bridget Jones from Flogging Molly play Tin Whistle, I thought, oh man, I love that sound. Um, but I didn't know that a Tin Whistle, so the smaller version of the low whistle, is just like 12 bucks or so uh, on an online shop. So I thought, okay, I, I wouldn't afford something like that. I just uh, see if I have my old recorder in it anywhere. And I played recorder alive um, for, I don't know, a year or two years or so. And afterwards, I uh, just uh, learned, okay, it's like 12 bucks uh, uh, Tin Whistle. I can't afford it. And I bought some Tin Whistles and later i i thought low whistle is um is more of an yeah soft warm sound and i i just love it more than than the tin whistle and i switched to the low whistle for almost uh, yeah every every song and uh, yeah it's not that hard to play actually um if you know some music and because it's diatonic it has you know it has um the 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 tuning is um is already uh, in the instrument. It's, it's so, a D, right? It's like a low D or something. Yeah, it's a low D, and yeah. uh, so you can't do too much wrong, uh, uh, so to speak. And it's way easier than a guitar because the the producing of the tone is so easy for beginners. And uh, yeah, I can recommend uh, it to the people to just learn and try it. Uh, it's a beautiful instrument, of course, but it's more expensive than a tin whistle. <laughs> yeah, but it does sound good, though. It's a nice sounding instrument too. It fits well you know has yeah. it authentic it feels you know because that's the whole thing with the irish music everything feels very heartfelt very emotional oh, so, you know? oh sorry uh, i just uh, yeah. I, I, uh sorry ah the the connection was off so so okay. again hey, come again no please. so that's well the thing is it feels very this even that instrument feels emotional a yeah. lot of the irish music always feels very emotional yeah strong happy it's it's very nothing's blah about it it's you know yeah <laughs> so yeah. It, it fits well yeah so prior to that, what kind of music were you doing prior to this? Were you just doing regular just rock stuff or? No, actually, uh, I was playing drums in a, a horror ska band. So uh, you were out of control. You were. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I came from the drums and um, a horror ska band is uh, was a really nice concept as well. And it was like, I don't know, nine people in the band. And um, yeah, it was a local band and uh, I, I really loved to play there and uh, nine I, people. I thought yeah. seven was a lot. It's like you have yeah, more yeah. people on the stage than in the audience. I bet when you start out, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly how it was. You know, uh, in, in a ska band, you have the the brass section, so you have at least three people in yeah. the brass section, and yeah, yeah. Then you have an organist, you have a drummer, you have a guitar player, bass player, and uh, yeah. So and then the other night when they go to pay you, the club owner's like a dollar for you, a dollar for you. There's so many people, a dollar for you. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can't make a living out of that, yeah. And you should, yeah. And you need a bigger bus, yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. A horror sky. You are very creative. I'm glad this is going well. You have been doing like an album almost every year since you started recording, at least 2016. Uh, seven, seven Hearts, One Soul, to 17, 
Sign of the Fighter, and Green Blood. Yeah. That's a fun yeah. video. It was the next album, and then uh, Dogs on a Leash, 2020. Yeah. And then you have a new one coming out. Yeah, um, you know, as you said, uh, we we have had the first um, release on in 2016, but we planned this uh, album, um, you know, way ahead. And afterwards, um, we got this label deal. It's just a small independent label, but it's 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 great to have those people on board. And mm -hmm. they um, released this uh, Seven Hearts One Soul, and then we got lucky on YouTube and had uh, lots of lots of views. And uh, afterwards, we thought, okay, um, let's just um, flow on that wave and do the next one, uh, because we were really creative to that time, had, had, had the energy and thought, uh, why not do it? And yeah, si since then, we always had the feeling um, we want to get stuff out there. So, yeah. Well, it's incredible the amount of, of output you guys have done, especially being a band that's been created in the sound you didn't grow up with. You really adopted the sound and been able to produce a lot of music quickly and videos. I mean, you must be working with the band and the videos like, like every day, 100% um, in songwriting. Is it, who does all the songwriting? Is it a collective? Is it you? Uh, it's mostly the uh, uh, the two O'Reillys. So, so, so my bro brother Dwight O'Reilly and and me, and um, yeah, uh, we he's writing most of the lyrics and um, of course some melodies are from him. And sometimes. Uh, in, in a in a rehearsal we 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 play things and and people throw things in sometimes our producer um, who's a who's a great uh, producer um uh, throws in ideas that are really uh, essential in the music but most of the of the songwriting and arrangement stuff is done by uh, dwight and me yeah very cool yeah let's talk about what's going on now so with COVID, it's been kind of weird across the world. But you were saying earlier, there's been some shows have been playing out in Germany. This, what's it been like there for, for, for playing? Yeah, you know, uh, we we uh, consider ourselves really lucky because we had the um, option and the opportunity to play. And that was just because of some promoters who, um, you know, had some really nice concepts where you felt as, as audience and as band really safe. So they had, um, for example, this huge beach chair events uh, where they put like 400 to 500 beach chairs in a stadium um, and a huge stage. This, those stages, I can tell you, uh, people with, uh, how you say, um, afraid of heights, people who yeah. are afraid of heights, yeah. uh, they had real problems there because it was like eight meters high um, from, from, and yeah, because... Uh, What's that, like 24 feet? 24, 20, uh, almost 30 feet? Meters uh, like 34. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. Uh, eight yeah. meters is like. Uh, uh, so normal people are are like uh, one one eight meter tall. So okay. I don't know yeah. how 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 is the okay. uh, um, how tall is a normal human in feet? Uh, five ten, almost six feet between. Okay. Low, low six feet, a couple inches. Okay. Okay. A normal male. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. So it's yeah it's somehow like twenty feet or so. Those stages like twenty. Yeah. Feet. So I think it's like almost three meters to a foot. Um, yeah. That's insane now. Yeah, that, that. That, yeah, that was insane because uh, if you have a beach chair behind a beach chair, uh, you don't see a lot. So the stage has to be that high. And uh, there were different concepts um, like, um, yeah, uh, uh, normal tables or they had uh, those uh, 
like uh, fences around um, a table and so you were just like in a like in a little jail and uh, yeah it, you know it was really controversial people said i would never go on a festival like that uh, like a little the, pen like a little pig pen <laughs> yeah yeah right and 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 other others said man at least it's something and we have uh, have some live music so uh, we played those f festivals and we really loved it um but on the other side those festivals weren't uh, really sold out because uh, in society they are really they are careful they are um you know it's not like people are running uh, like crazy on concerts here it's yeah. it's it's uh, tickets are selling you know like i don't know like 50% or so from the from earlier days even if it's possible because uh, yeah society is somehow split up well people are afraid and how how are the, how are you guys with vaccines over there is everybody getting them or has it been uh, volatile uh no most of the people i guess uh, are are getting them yeah well, here in the U.S., it's it's really hit or miss. You either get it or you don't. You know what I mean? Some people yeah. aren't getting it, and they're getting sick. So, yeah, it, it's hard. And a lot of shows are, are having rules, like if you have to have, you know, you have to prove your vaccine or you have to wear a mask. And then some bands are like, oh, "I'm not going to do a show if that's the rules." So it's pretty divisive over here right now. Is is it really, uh, you know, different in this in the several states? So so every state has its own rules, or is it like like from the top everything is uh, the same in the state in in every state? I think some areas of some states are more. It's probably just I think a lot of it divided between like um, Democrats and Republicans, like from the presidency down. It feels like the numbers are more Democrats have been got the vaccine than Republicans. I think in the numbers, but just a mixture. Some people of each one doesn't. So I'm not going to say it's everybody. So some states that are probably more Republican that haven't gotten it, probably there's some states have been hit more. And that's probably so like, you know, or some conscious are some conscious have been okay, but they had rules. Some people, some of them had spread, some of them didn't. You know, everyone's just arguing over it. Yeah. And people just want to play and be safe, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I've been safe. I haven't gone out to many shows. I might be going out to one this weekend. I'm fully vaxxed and it'll it'll be a masked show. But and, and, and who's who's playing? Uh, Billy Idol. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah, I've never seen him. Yeah, seen, so I like a lot of music. He's one of the few people I've never seen. My wife's a big fan, and I'm a fan, so, so go check gonna, him out. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll see. I'm nervous about it, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Let's talk about your new album and what your plans are with this whole trying to tour and stuff, and you know, in the future. Yeah, you know, in Strange Waters is a is a really different album, and it wasn't really planned because um, we thought um, because we just turned ten and had a had our anniversary uh, year, and we thought, okay, what could we do that is special because we turned ten, and uh, we wanted to make a documentary about the last ten years because we filmed you know every tiny bit of the past 10 years of, of the tour of the making of the videos and everything really? and yeah because you know oh, that's a lot of footage to go through <laughs> it it is like i don't know if you know about disk space but uh, we had like oh, yeah. 70,000 gigabytes of uh, space to go through and uh, yeah it's a lot wow. of stuff and uh, it's uh, great stuff because um I think um, we grew up as a band in a time where we could film everything because there were smartphones and GoPros and everything. And so we have a, you know, a really a concrete picture of uh, how the band evolved. And we made this uh, movie 
this documentary, but we thought, okay, we're not Metallica, so we we should put some music to this product, you know, to to the if you if you just put out a Blu-ray, um, not so many people will buy it because uh, and it's it's expensive to produce such such right. a Blu-ray. So we thought, okay, let's do some music with it. And um, we thought of an acoustic album first because most of the people would have liked it, I guess, because it's, you know, Irish music, Irish rock music always has lovers in acoustic folk music. And um, based on that part of it's a big part of it. it, It's yeah, exactly. It's part of it. And um, because it's part of it, we thought it would have been too easy to just leave the electric guitar away. And Mm -hmm. that's it. That's an acoustic album. So we thought, no, let's do something different. And, you know, during uh, the studio time, we uh, tried different things. And in the end, it turned out to have, um, yeah, a great character because every song turned to be uh, a different genre. We have um, the last uh, release was uh, two days ago was a ska song. We have an uh, like a like a how you say barbershop um, song. We have a metal song where we uh, got a feature with Adoro Pesh. We have so many genres, and we had so much. Her. Yeah, we had so much fun uh, uh, figuring out those genres, which is I think a big part of Irish folk rock music as well, because it's it always has been blending two genres. And we were just blending more genres in it. We we just went to into a um, even into a pop way, into a dance music way, because we just thought, okay, let's go crazy on this one. Just let's do something fun here, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I can tell you that. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. It's pretty creative though, too. It really really makes it a fun, fun band to be in. How did you get Doro? Is she a fan of the band or? Um, you, you know, uh, she wasn't, uh, but as I, as I, um, told you, I'm, I'm filming uh, myself, I'm working in, in, in video production and, uh, you know, network is everything. So the label chef yeah. of our, our independent label works with Doro and he asked me to produce and edit the, um, latest release of her, which was, a triumph and agony uh live uh blu-ray yeah and i i cut it and edited the the live footage and um produced an interview with her where she told about the you know process of producing triumph and agony back in the uh, in the day and um yeah when i met her she was really nice and you know really really good person really gentle and yeah and um we we yeah, had a good time and uh, we talked a lot over the phone because um, yeah she she does a lot um, of the um, production herself she says okay I like that I don't like that and so we talked a lot and in the end of the production I said okay Adoro, uh, by the way if you want uh, we would be glad to have you on board on that one and she um, you know um, I say um, stunningly said yes yeah so uh, that's great yeah, sometimes you just got to try, I guess, yeah. That's pretty funny. That's really good. But the album, so it's pretty smart to have the music with it too. So the, the what is the release for it now? Because you've been doing videos with it, but is it the, the album's coming out, you said in October, officially? Uh, the album is, uh, the release plan is, uh, the album is uh, being released on the 22nd of October. And mm-hmm. we will release uh, two more singles before that. 
So uh, next week um, is uh, we will release Yesterday's Rebel. So by the way, those songs were all uh, released prior uh, because um, those are all th- uh, songs uh, we have in Irish folk punk style and right. we just reinterpreted them and reinvented them. So next up is Yesterday's Rebel next week, uh, next Friday. And we filmed, um, nobody knows that yet. So it's uh, you're the first uh, I, tell, I tell that. Uh, we filmed in a, um, how do you say, in a ferry, like like an, um, yeah, um, an old ferry where you have those auto, uh, car scooters, you have oh, yeah, those yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. ball throwing and, and, and uh, guns and, and yeah, uh, we filmed there and it was a nice video shoot as well. So yeah, we have different videos coming up and um, two more singles to go, yeah. When you do it like that, that's really cool. Um... Because they used to do videos at different times. Do you do releasing like videos first as singles? Do you think that helps the album now if you do a bunch first? Because it used to be like you would do an album, like to be a single, and the video would be out like a couple weeks before, like one week before. And then the videos would go through the life cycle and the legs of the tour. You're doing yeah. it totally differently. How does that work for you guys? You know, I, I think uh, music industry changes all the time and mm-hmm. has recently uh, changed a lot. And I... Yep. I'm not even not not even sure if um, it needs an an whole album a whole album because um, like in hip hop or so people only release singles nowadays and I think for social media that would work perfect because now we have some month uh, full of releases and new new music coming and afterwards it will be half a year without releases or, or a year even without releases. So the algorithm is, uh, you know, like uh, upset about us and we put, you know, stuff uh, into the internet because we have to. So maybe it would have, um, maybe it's the best way, the new way to constantly release singles. And uh, in the end, like after you release uh, 10 singles, maybe in the end, put an album together and say, say yeah, the um, last uh, release singles will be an album now and not to have it the other way around i don't know maybe this is the new no way. no that's good i've heard that before that's why i'm asking because yeah there are no rules anymore and record labels were like just banks yeah. controlling musical futures so it was a a weird dynamic that obviously didn't work because no one's doing it anymore yeah you know, and, and these are new models that people are doing and that's why it's very interesting to see you know how everyone is doing it I'm, I'm, no, no, you, you as a listener to music, do you listen to album from song one to song 12? Or do you pick songs from the album? Do you even listen to an album in, in a whole anymore? Yes. Yeah, you do. If you only had a few good singles, we probably wouldn't be talking. Okay, okay. Because uh, I don't, not because I would not enjoy you as much, but I'm really invested in the music. All right. And if I like a band, generally if they like do a solo project or the band breaks up, they got, the artist goes elsewhere. A lot of times I'll follow that artist also in other projects because I'm a supporter. I also buy vinyl. So I'm not probably the, the niche market for somebody, you know, nowadays. <laughs> and, and do you feel like your friends, family uh, do it the same way or do they just, you know, uh, tune in the radio uh, uh, while driving to work and if there's a single in in, in pop in uh, you know mainstream radio they like it and you know um, do you have to be like uh, like you say like an in- investor in music to do it that way i think so i think there's an age thing to it like i'm i'm 50 so i grew up and I, I like vinyl and i had cassettes yeah um 
but like my kids it's a thing when they go out and buy a cd once in a while very rarely you know i think my daughter had one you know they listen to everything online different artists so even if it's like i'm like oh i've got copies out they're like nope i gotta buy this download single i'm like i got the whole thing on a hard drive already downloaded i already mean (laughs) it's it's singles it's it that's you're you're aiming for the right you know age group because up until mine you know but it's good if you have physical product at the end for older fans that you know because you do have yeah you know you get those kind of fans that you know support you in the merch in the rough times so you know what i mean not the ones buying your singles you know as an artist i i love an uh, an an artwork uh, as whole uh, too i love an album i love to have 12 songs on an album and i think it's good for an artist to have you know um 12 songs from the same time from the same you know a part of your life because that will make the sound your your character then your your understanding of the world then and if you uh, you know um wrap it like apart, a time stamp yeah 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 right like a time stamp if you rip it apart and uh, put one single out in the early time of the year one in the end and maybe one two years later you you don't have this piece of art anymore um so as an artist i love that and um As a listener, shame on me, I listen to music on Spotify, of course, because it's so easy to just, you know, find new music. And if I, um, you know, uh, see a band I really, uh, I'm, I'm hooked to, I then listen to the whole album. But a lot of bands I'm not really hooked to, um, a lot of the bands I love two or three songs, and there are few bands I really listen to a whole of their discog- uh, discography. I, like with me, I use I don't do Spotify. I'll do I do Apple. Yeah. If I like an artist, I'll pull up their thing and I'll do like greatest hits or whatever. Just kind of or I'll, I'll download the albums. I just kind of skim through them. Yeah. You know, see if it's kind of something I like, and then I'll I'll, I'll build a like a playlist of all their yeah. stuff, and then I'll listen to them. And if I like it, I leave it on, and it could have six albums, and I'll just hit shuffle. That way, I can hear all their music all mixed up. I have a playlist for you guys. I just yeah. hit shuffle. It shuffles all your music together. Oh, great. Yeah. Probably not good for me, you know, but when a band does, so, so that's how I listen to it. And like with Apple, if you listen to one, one artist and you don't have a playlist, and when it gets to the end of that artist, they have a, like, a list of related artists, whether it's that, that guy or, or woman played in another band, they'll link you to that next album. Yeah. You, know, you fall asleep listening to something, you wake up listening to something else similar or yeah. has other. So it does lead you on the road of similar artists, not just covered a lot of artists that way. Yeah. So. so- Yeah, it's it's no. the same same on Spotify. You you could say that's dangerous to have always the same music uh, being played, and you don't. But you know, uh, to be honest, I type in different uh, styles of genres. I type Which in I different too, artists. Yeah. yeah, so so I don't fear to be you know in those in those uh, in a bubble. You know, I don't fear that. And well, um, Apple's different where they don't do that so much. They they'll if, the river artists you have they'll kind of keep you a stream of conscience, but it yeah. doesn't control like like Spotify has a, a profile view. Yeah, me, Apple does not have like a, a profile of what to recommend because I, I don't like being recommended music. Oh, okay. I do listen to everything, so I don't have it recommended. I'll say I like this artist, I listen to him, and then it has a list underneath it of similar artists, and then I can pick and choose ah, okay. to kind of mm-hmm. cherry pick what I like. Yeah, um, you know, but listening to some artists is how I got referred to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was probably like Flog Molly or something, and then I said, "Oh, if you like Flog Molly, you like do 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 do." Yeah, oh, let me check them out, and you know, I'll, I'll go through, I'll check out the bands, and see if I like it. I got a couple of songs. I'm like, all right, cool. And I'll listen to more. And if it, you know, continues on, you're on a playlist. That's yeah. how it goes. 
I mean, uh, I'm not sure how it worked, but if it weren't for algorithms, I think barrels of whiskey uh, wouldn't have gotten so big because I think it, it, it um, you know, ended up to be in the recommendation playlist mm -hmm. of YouTube. And then people, of course, clicked it and liked it and recommended it. And if it if it would have been a shitty video, it wouldn't have worked, of course. But it's it's always um, the the luck luck being lucky part uh, of that too. So we we are um, you know um, having something from that. We are you know. Well, it's going to be well. It's, it's, you, you, the quality. If you have the quality, you, you need it's, you need like everything. If you have a bad video and you get the good hit, you might get a yeah. little bit of attention, but it's going to go away. Yeah. But if you got if you're if you're ready, and you're like you're waiting for it, and then all of a sudden. Yeah. It goes viral because, like, you know, like when the, the boardrooms are like, "Go make a viral commercial, go make a viral yeah. video." You're like, "What? Yeah. Yeah. That's not how it goes." Yeah, you don't yeah. know. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what artist. I couldn't tell you what guest even is big. I don't. I just interview who I like. I don't even design my show around who's popular or what. Yeah. I design my show around who I, who I like, who I want to promote. Yeah, that's that's why I'm in here, gladly. <laughs> right. I mean, because I don't. You never, but you never know. Like, I've had people yeah. on my show that are, like, musically have been like huge. And very yeah. few views and then other people you would have thought like not so much yeah it's popular because it maybe less less time in the music industry or less albums out huge yeah you, you yeah. just don't know it, it, youtube's algorithms are, are i don't know the mystery to me yeah it's uh, i think it's the same with uh the the human part of algorithms so what is a hit what is a song hit uh, you don't know you don't know what people no. will like and what will uh, hit it off so, but maybe that's uh, it's maybe it's a good thing because uh, if otherwise uh, people uh, would start, um, you know, as they try to uh, always uh, have the same parts in music and always have the same hit structure, which is gladly not working uh, all the time. No, it's not, and you know, that's why you get bands like you, you need a little more creative. You know, when is so? Are you? Do you have a plan, like a bigger plan for a bigger tour? as far as this goes no uh, actually not because uh things are changing rapidly at the moment and yeah. uh, we we just we wait for it and um yeah i don't know we will see what happens uh, i we are planning to go to the studio for a new um record for uh, because in strange waters was just you know slipped in yeah. and um so I think uh, and I hope that with the new studio record we will tour because if not it would have it would have been the same with um, Dogs on the Leash it would be the same with with uh, like with Dogs on the Leash and that was not good because uh, Dogs on the Leash was um, a good album for us but mm -hmm. we never got the chance to really tour uh, with this album with the songs bring it on the street and uh, we don't want that for the next record so I hope and I think we will wait to release the next studio record uh, until we really can hit hit the road and tour again. Yeah. Are you going to just, how, how far are you going to tour though? Will you tour like, try to go to the States? Will you try going around Europe, just locally in Germany? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so to be honest, uh, we love to tour outside Germany, and uh, we always, if there's an opportunity to go to, uh, we've been to, you know, for you guys, uh, uh, everything in Europe is far away, and for us, everything in the states is like uh, really special because it's so far away. But uh, we toured in in Russia, in in on on Santa Maria, which is an island in the um, in Portugal, in on on the Azores. Um, 
-hmm. And uh, there's uh, so many great countries and people are so different. And we, you know, yeah. that's the, the good part of being a band to, you know, travel for free and uh, meet new people and uh, even meet people you would never meet as a tourist, see corners of the world you would not see as a tourist. And we have uh, lots of festival um, festival uh, gigs left to play uh, in in Russia, in uh, in the Netherlands, and um, of course we loved uh, love to go to the states. And people ask us a lot in the comment sections. And we had um, one request to go to the states, one one you know concrete uh, request, but then the pandemic hit it off, and we couldn't go. Uh, but if we ever uh, get a request to tour the States again, we, you know, it, it will be well planned. It should be well planned because it's right. expensive to go to the States. Uh, all the visa stuff. Visas are ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous because our booker, he knows he, he's been to the States with uh, several bands. And he says, if you want to go there, so you have to go there for like two months. Uh, yeah. You have to tour like, I don't know, if you want to play 10 gigs, that's like nothing because the, the stage is that big. But yeah, I'm not sure uh, how how we would um, you know tour in the. It's States a grind. We... It's a grind for anybody to come to the United States and stuff from it. Because I know the visas are like between like five and ten grand. Yeah, it's like ridiculous for you guys, and that's a lot to, before you even before you even get there. And then you guys are losing. You, know, you guys get taxed and the merch that you guys sell. It's a lot, a lot of money coming out of your pocket before you hit the ground. So and I know it's not about the fans. I was just curious if there's any hope for potential somewhere <laughs> yeah you know i think uh, there's hope for potential if we have one or two gigs that are you know like well paid uh, to be honest yeah. because uh, that no, it's... that will pay the rest of the tour and then you can go to clubs uh, that uh, are you know good for fans and are underground clubs and i don't mm -hmm. know and are on different uh, um, places but we have to have like um I don't know. We have had the request for a business event in the States. And when, when there are, of course, there are people where money doesn't, uh, you know, play a too big role, <laughs> too big of a role. And uh, that would help, of course. And yeah. uh, or to or to have like a, such a huge support uh, slot uh, on a tour that would work for us. But we will see. And uh, we hope that it one day will come true, of course. That's awesome. I, I mean, yeah, I know it's not about you guys. It's about the money. And you can't spend money you can't lose money as a band in yeah tour the world. you just can't it's not it's not about the fans you just if you, you guys still have to eat it's still still a job uh, and if we if we uh, if in the end it turns out to be like a, a zero in the end so we don't earn money but we don't pay money that would be okay for us you know so we we just uh, we don't have to earn uh, anything from it just uh, we we can't pay for it you know yeah, i get that i get that so and yeah. there's anybody out there yeah you know, make it make it worth their while have them come yeah. over here once we get the <laughs> pandemic straight we, it's probably gonna yeah. be another crazy year i don't think anything's gonna happen until the spring anyhow i think there's a lot of stuff going on with the pandemic and and then the, the you know the flu season and everything so yeah the u.s is gonna be much fun for a while it's okay um if it's you know if we could be sure in springtime everything would work again you know i would be glad to wait that few months um yeah yeah so excellent well i want to thank you for being on the show this has been excellent. Thanks for having me and for the nice conversation. And um, every time again.